For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. And thanks for waiting all week. We've been kind of anxious, but we are here now. Those weekend golf guys, John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith from the Plain and Simple Golf School, the Golf Cave at uh, Columbus. We have a fantastic show coming. Not that the others haven't been, but this this one is is actually more outstanding than you've come to expect from us. We have uh, not only Jeff and I, and I mean, who needs more than that, but just in case... We have Dr. Gary Sales, the head doctor, the the psychological guru, the man who can cure what ails you. Get um, on the couch, he'll shrink your head. Yes, the head shrinker. He's coming up a little bit later on. And we're also going to talk to a man of whom you may have heard. His name is David Ledbetter. He's a teacher of some renown out there, so I understand. But, yeah. <laughs> okay, like one of the greatest golf teachers, in not only in the world, but in history. Have we set the bar so low that this is what it takes to be a great show? Is no. that what we've done to ourselves? No, 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 no. We, you have to. Okay, maybe. Lowered the bar. <laughs> yes, but but now we've, we're raising it again. This is going to be a hard one to follow up with. But anyhow, that uh, Dr. Gary Sales and um, David Ledbetter coming up a little bit later on in this week's those weekend golf guys show and uh, hope you'll hang out for that and thank you for coming along and if you are one of the many the myriad who have downloaded our free app for your smartphone whether it be iphone or android phone if you have yet not done so please do it now we can wait okay and uh, also those weekend golf guys dot com facebook.com hey you you really need to like us on facebook because when you hear from mr ledbetter we're going to ask him to do us a favor through our Facebook page, and you may be able to get yourself a collector's item right then and there. So, man, I want to add, tell you something. I, I was looking through um, one of the online golf sites that I look at on a regular basis, and they had a list, and it was a top 10 small towns for golfers. Oh, yeah. And they had all kinds yeah. of towns you never heard of, right? And it's based yeah. on how nice it is to live there and how close it is to great golf courses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But these guys don't have a clue. And you know how I know they don't have a clue? Tell me. French Lick was not on that list. What? Yeah, I mean, me? you get a small town. I mean, and French Lick qualifies as a small town. That's one of those, you know, you don't go to French Lick unless you're trying to go to French Lick. You yeah, know, it's I mean, kind of. They're big enough. They got a McDonald's. They got street signs. They have a stoplight. Come on. Yeah, they've got two now, don't it's they? No, one's blinking. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's an almost stop. <laughs> but they do have a McDonald's and a Dairy Queen. And, but and they've got two of the greatest golf courses you'll ever set your feet on. Exactly. They've got the Pete Dye course and they have the Donald Ross course in the town itself. And then they've got the Bendelow course down there, the nine-hole Tom Bendelow yeah. design. It's yeah. a beautiful track. It, it is. And it's close to Jasper where you can go to Sultan's Run. It's, it's what, 
20 minutes down uh, the interstate or one of the state highways, you can get to Fuzzy's courses, both of them. It's an hour from uh, from Indi- Indianapolis. It's it's an I hour. You need to send them a note. In and a, yeah, an hour to Evansville. And it's small town America. Yeah, these guys are just outrageous. Outrageous. So I hope they don't take offense. I, I have put their list up on our uh, Facebook page at facebook.com slash golf guys with a note that these guys are clueless. I don't know how many of their other lists we can, we can um, you know, trust, but they do have some other lists. I know you, you've got yeah, one, the, the on, that one. On, on, the, on the top 10 uh, worst golf partners. Oh, yeah, the top 10 most annoying golf partners. Yeah. Was my name you know on there? No, they didn't list you by name. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> they were trying to be kind. The yeah. Okay. Names have been replaced <laughs> to protect the innocent. <laughs> they they just call people what they are instead okay. of who they are. Like Mr. Angry. Oh, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Playing with that guy. First, he's just like the volcano, the first sign of a poor shot. And the guy just, you know, he's blowing up, yeah. screaming and hollering. It's like something else is really wrong in his life and he's taking it out on the golf course. Right. He's one of those, you know, he's the guy that's throwing the throwing the clubs on the first hole. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Saw one of those that's guys so- yesterday, took a mulligan yeah. off the first tee, and they both went into the woods, and, and he started beating the ground with his driver yeah. going, you know, the ground really wasn't responsible for it. You know, they got they got Mr. Mood Swing. You know, one second he's Mr. Doom and Gloom. Oh, golf is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life, and mm-hmm. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to sell my clubs. This is awful. <laughs> Get me out of here. Uh-huh. And then he chips one in, and next thing you know, hey, this is the easiest game I've ever played. <laughs> I'm going to play again tomorrow. Yeah. I can do this all day long. <laughs> you know that guy. You know they got they got a couple of them listed too. It's pretty good. The, the rules guy. Oh yeah. That that really doesn't know the rules. You know. Right. The, the guy that comes up to you and you know when you're taking a practice swing and then you set your club behind the ball on the on the tee and it tips it over and he goes, "Yeah, yep, that's one." Play where it lies. There's one. <laughs> yeah. I get. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy that when you you brush some sand off the green out of your line, he starts to tell you you can't do that. That's in your line. You can't touch it. Uh-huh. Like, it's it's sand. It's it's a loose impediment. You you can move that. Yeah, I hate those guys. They don't get yeah. they don't get asked back a second time. No, they really don't. No. And then you know the the, the coin jangler, you know, <laughs> Mister Nervous Hands. He's the guy that whistles when when you're taking your shot on the tee, and he's the guy jingling his coins in his pocket. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I that, always that found one. a a, a well placed sneeze or cough works quite well, and you can always blame it, you know. On no, I didn't do that on purpose at all. What I want to ask you about is how would you take the guy who after after you've hit a few shots in the middle of the fairway goes, hey, if you ever want to sell those irons, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what are you, you know, trying to say, buddy? <laughs> I'll take a thousand dollars for your for you right now if you really want them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just go drink heavy. I'll meet you back in the pro shop when we're done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Facebook.com slash golf guys. You can always go there. And uh, prolific poster, Mr. Jeff Smith, always puts a lot of great stuff up there. And, again, uh, go there and like us because it's going to uh, profit you very almost immediately. And we'll explain that after we uh, talk with David Lidbetter, who is coming up in just a little bit right here on Those Weekend Golf Guys. Do hang out. Powered by Golf Talk America. You know, I should be in Phoenix right now for the Waste Management Greater Phoenix Open. Yeah, my favorite golf tournament of all time. But I am stuck, alas, here in the Midwest 
under the dome, the frozen dome of a uh, Arctic air blast. But I am going to go. I'm going to go soon. This is a great reason to get the trip together and get the family together and maybe take my grandson out for some spring training. You know, they do spring training in Phoenix. There are 10 stadiums, 15 Major League Baseball teams, and 75-degree temperatures during spring training in Phoenix. Yeah, it's it's about 15 below where I am right now. 75 feels absolutely wonderful. And all of those 10 stadiums are within a 50-mile radius of Greater Phoenix. And, you know, spring training is laid back. If you're a baseball fan, it's great because you can get up close and personal with the players. You can get autographs before the game. And there's so much else to do, too. Craft beer, if you're into that, Four Peaks, Angels Trumpet, Ale House, Goldwater Brewing Company are all in Phoenix. Lots of uh, good local and national uh, artists are performing. And, of course, there's the Grand Canyon, there's Monument Valley, there's Horseshoe Bend, there's Tucson. Uh, believe even the Painter Desert, Petrified Forest, all that kind of stuff is all around the state of Arizona. And it's going to be absolutely gorgeous in spring training. The Cactus League spring training, 10 stadiums, 15 major league baseball teams. But the probably the operative consideration for most of us right now, 75 degree temperatures. Let me tell you what you want to do. Find out the exact dates and plan your trip. You can go to visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. Visit Arizona.com slash spring training. That's visit Arizona.com slash spring training. And thanks again, those weekend golf guys. Glad you are here. We are here, John Ashton and Jeff Smith from the Plain and Simple Golf School at Otter Creek in Columbus. We were out playing golf, uh, crack crack producer, no, intrepid producer, whatever. Mark and I were out playing golf last week, and, and we found something that was really strange. You know, I've been working with you on setup for the drive. Right. Because I, I had my hands way too far, and the ball way too far back in my stance, my hands too far back in the whole nine yards. And it's getting to be the point where now it feels natural, and, and it's like, wow, why haven't I done that before? But I have found that there's a very small area that works. If you get the ball a little too far back from where it should be, the ball goes to the right, and you get it a little too far forward of where it should be, the ball goes to the left. And there's there's a small area. We call it the Goldilocks area. Yeah. Where it's, it's just it's right. Just right. You know, and, and everybody has that. You know, it's always good to start with a really good rule of thumb as to where your ball position should be. But yet we all move just slightly differently. Yeah. And so you start with the rules of thumb and then you make your adjustments accordingly. Like, for example, some people are really best when their ball is, oh, just, the, you know, for a, for a driver. Yeah. Where their ball is just inside the armpit. Because they move their best that way, and mm -hmm. they make their best contact right there. Mm -hmm. And some people are on the outside edge of their shoulder. So there's a you know there's about three inches of of difference there yeah. that I'm talking about yeah. in ball position, just left to right. And some people are best if they line the ball up. Let's say when they're at their normal address, and their ball's lined up slightly on the heel. And some people line up where their ball is slightly on the toe. Mm -hmm. And they make their best golf swings with their best path and their best face position and their best contact and their best distance. And there's that area in yeah. there yeah. that's not too far out or too close or too left or too right. It's that, like you said, the Goldilocks spot. 
That's it. You're the first teacher who has ever explained the positioning of a ball based on anything but your feet. Yeah, because I've understood for a long time. When I was a student, I was not diligent enough to put my feet in exactly the same location every time I stood over a ball. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I understood very clearly that on the golf course, it's virtually impossible because you're not standing on anything flat on the golf course and you're trying to gain your balance and you're trying to move. Mm -hmm. And sometimes your feet are a little wider. Sometimes they're a little narrower. Sometimes you move your left foot and flare it out and sometimes you don't. So foot position is nothing but a humongous variable. Mm -hmm. So as a teacher, I use a fixed point on your body that won't change positions from swing to swing. I'll talk about your collarbone and your shoulder area and all that mm -hmm. because you see that area, that's from the sternum all the way out to your collarbone, the end of your collarbone at your shoulder. It's not getting any wider or narrower from swing to swing. That's a far better point of reference. Something that confuses, confused me and I'm sure confuses a lot of, uh, a lot of us amateurs is they always, the, the first thing I always say is, uh, you know, s set up to the ball with your feet about shoulder width apart. Yeah. <laughs> well, how the heck am I supposed to know how wide my shoulders are? I don't look at me. Right. Here's a great way that I go about telling people that exact thing because I asked my teacher a long time ago, does that mean that the inside of my feet is at the outside of my shoulders? Does that mean that the outside of my feet are at the inside of my shoulders or my armpits? That's a huge <laughs> variable. Or does it mean something in between? And he looked at me like, stop asking these questions, yeah. boy. He looked at you and he said, Hey, let me give you a number of another teacher you can call. Right. I think we're about done here. Because <laughs> I'm tired of right. your crap. <laughs> That's right. Because I was asking questions that he could not or would not give me answers to, and it makes me a better teacher because I need to explain it in a way that they get my meaning. Right. And so what I do is if you're looking to find out where your armpits are, just drop your arms and visually follow the line of the inside edge of your arm all the way up to where it stops. Guess what? That's your armpit. Uh -huh. gotcha. <laughs> and then yeah. look all the way down as your arms drop down. And if you're, the inside edges of your feet are not straight in line with the inside edge of your arm, guess what? They're either a little narrower or a little wider than your shoulders. It's really simple. Right. But then again, but you have to have something that's a visual point of reference that is fixed. Right. But then, then again, that, that is, uh, you know, different on, on different shots you want, like you said, you, right. if you need more balance, you need more stabilization, you can spread That's your right. feet out a little bit or keep them close. But you got to start someplace good, rule of thumb. For power purposes, where should your feet be? How far apart should they be? Or or well, is that another you. variable for, for it's an, from player it's, to player? It's another one of those, it depends. Okay. You know, because every one of us is different. So in this, hey, I can't give you a direct answer stuff. For power for most flexible people, the feet would be a little bit wider so they can wind up their body and then unwind their body fast and they had a bigger base to hold that together. Because if you tried that with a narrow stance, you'd tip over. You'd fall over, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But there are some people who are not quite as flexible and they need more stability in the legs, but they don't move and they won't rotate back enough that a big you know, a wider stance would just provide a leg angle would be too much where the feet would be too far out from the hips, then that leg angle would actually stop them from rotating more. It would be a resistor. So those people wouldn't max out then. Okay. The people that, that couldn't rotate very well, they don't need anything else that slows that down. So it depends. And this again mm -hmm. points up the reason why 
uh, getting your instruction out of the back of a golf magazine probably isn't the best because it may or may not work for you because they well, don't approach things with a it depends idea. They they're chiseled in stone. So yeah, yeah. you know, and, and and this is one of the the conversations that you and I've had before of of why is it that I don't produce too many. Uh, golf instruction videos anymore. I don't know who the receiver of this information is. Well, let me tell you and, about somebody who does put out a lot of videos and writes books and uh, oh, yeah. everything. His name is David Ledbetter, and he is going to be our guest coming up in just a little bit. Also, we're going to delve deep into the mind of the golfer with uh, Dr. Gary Sales. And he, he can really get people thinking the right way. He can, and he's coming up next right here with those Weekend Golf Guys. Hang with us. I hate to shop. That's why my closet is full of golf shirts. They never go out of style, right? I, I mean, I have no sense of style. I don't know what is in style, what isn't, and I don't have the time. But it was time for me to basically step it up a little bit, you know? Spend a lot more time networking, things like that. I wanted to look stylish. Maybe someone would say, hey, there goes that John Ashton guy. He's pretty hip. I have a stylist now. And I got it through Bombfell, B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com. I have a stylist. I, I signed up with them. They hooked me up with a stylist one-on-one. He sent me a list. He said, um, what do you like? What don't you like? What's your budget? How often do you want some clothes? How much do you usually pay for them? What do you need? And we had a little conversation, and I got this box in the mail. And and it was a great pair of slacks, a twill plaid shirt, both of which probably I never would have picked out for myself, but I tried them on, and, and I'm, I look good. Should I say so myself? I also got some other opinions that uh, said, hey, you're looking pretty good. And then I got a Tommy Bahama reversible sweater in the box that is absolutely gorgeous. I never would have picked it up for myself. So if you were in that situation where you're too busy to shop, you hate to shop, you don't shop for yourself, you give your money to somebody and say, hey, go get me something that I think will look good. You just sign up with bombfell.com, B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L.com slash golf guys. And you do it that way and you'll get 25% off your first order. You don't have to keep what they send you. If they send you four things and you keep all four, you get a 20% discount. If you keep three things, you get 15% off the total price. If you keep two, you get 10% off the total price. And you don't have to get something every month. Tell them what you want, when you want it, what you like, and they'll take care of the rest. Open and close. That's their tagline. And that is, that's how cool this whole company is. B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash golf guys. Sign up with them today. You will be looking sharper by this time next month. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit
And welcome back to those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith at the uh, Golf Cave Otter Creek, the plain and simple golf school in Columbus. And with us on the line, Dr. Gary Sales from Indiana University. And, and Doc, I got to let you know, you can use me now as one of your success stories. Right. <laughs> okay, bring, fill me in, man. What happened? I, I, you know, I confessed to you earlier that I used to get nervous playing with strangers. Mm-hmm. And just uh, two weeks ago, man, we were out doing a live show at a golf course here in town. And after the show, we went out and played golf. There were only three of us, and a single showed up. Never met before in my life. And I said, you alone? And he said, yeah. I said, come on. And had no problems what? whatsoever. All right. Now we've got just a little more serious problem to deal with. There is an opportunity or a situation where I may be playing in a group of golfers, including an LPGA professional. Woo-hoo. Ah, I would program you for that with a simple conversation. Be ready to learn. Just pay yeah, attention. He's out there already having accomplished. So this is an opportunity for you to be a sponge and just take it all in. And trust me when I tell you, they're not expecting you to perform. They'll be surprised if you do. So, uh, yeah, look at that as an opportunity to learn. You're playing with the big girls now, man. Well, there you go. 15 seconds, and he just fixed me. It's how you approach it. Let me, let me give you an example. I've got a senior golfer client who's playing with some young kids. They're playing from the blues, playing about 6,500. He's used to hitting from the senior tees and maybe a wedge, you know, maybe a nine iron on his approach to the green. But now he's hitting seven iron, six iron, and even a hybrid into the green. So I said, so what's the adjustment? And he was complaining about how difficult it's going to be. He says, no, what it means is now you got to go to the range and learn how to hit your five and your four and your sixes and your sevens and your hybrids into the middle of the green and uh, and then play with these big boys because you're not going to be as long as them. So let's just make the adjustment, go out and have fun instead of being intimidated. I'm working on the same kind of stuff with my son, but I put him in a bunch of tournaments this year that he's playing it longer. He's playing at 6,500 yards, and he's used to playing at 6,000. And I said, Mm -hmm. okay, you're going to strike everything from a 7-iron on up to your 3-wood a whole lot more than you ever have. He's hanging with these kids that are you know, three years older than him and hitting it farther off the tee, and he's going, that's okay. I'll just knock it in the center of the green and make a putt. There you go. And, uh, and I know of some, some, some guys who are PGA guys playing against some real talented collegiate guys and beating them by three and four strokes because they're playing the middle of the green and, uh, you know, giving themselves the birdie opportunities. And, you know, you give yourself a lot of birdie opportunities, and eventually some have got to fall. And uh, he ended beating everybody in his group and winning the tournament, and he was the oldest guy in the draw. Not a surprise. Yeah, yeah it's like walking into a room and turning the light on. You know, you know what's, what to expect, and it's not so uh, intimidating. And that's the whole thing, just because the game itself is intimidating. And oh, if you let it be. <laughs> and, and golf courses are built to be intimidating. Mm-hmm. So you just have to uh, develop a, hey, you know. I'm just kind of a laid-back attitude, and uh, I'm just here to have fun kind of thing. And the only thing I would add to that is I look at every golf course as nothing more than a puzzle that has to be solved. And, you know, that's why they call them practice rounds. You go out, you start putting the pieces together, and then when you come back and play, you should be able to put the puzzle together and, and perform a little bit better. But that's why playing a golf course for the first time, not knowing what's out there, uh, you know, that's worth about five or six strokes, you know. Yeah. But uh, just going out and being familiar, picking your landing spots, avoiding the hazards, that's just playing smart golf, but it doesn't change your stroke. It changes your strategy. The swing's the same. Just change your strategy. Yeah. The intrepid producer Mark Hunter and I were talking about uh, going up to French Lick and, and playing Pro-Am on the Pete Dye course with LPGA professionals. It's like, you know, I don't like the Pete Dye course because I haven't been there often enough to feel familiar with it. There you go. So let's go to the Donald Ross course that we've been to so many times. We know where our balls are going to go. And we, we know which hazard to look for them in. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, here's the thing that I've learned, man. Just take your bogey. <laughs> you <Yes. know? laughs> Just take your right. bogey. That's, a lot of times that releases a lot of the stress. Uh, Angel Cabrera said, you know, I'm going to average about three bogeys around, and every time I get a bogey, well, that's one. Got two more to go. <laughs> right. You know, I read that, and I howled, man. <laughs> but, you know, he's going to offset that with five or six birdies, so he's going to yeah. be three under, you know? Yeah. I just howled, man. That's that's. You know, it doesn't get any better than that. There's a guy who's a realist, you know? Yeah, we, we played with a guy who had a great attitude. He said, well, I lost two balls, but I found four, so I'm two under. <laughs> <laughs> My kind of guy, man. That was his story, man. That's right. There you go. That's it. You know, and, and I'm going to tell you something, man. You know, the guys who are really, really serious trying to put their neck down, play, play per, uh, perfect golf, we're going to beat them every time, man. Yeah, because one mistake just leads to more mistakes. You compound that when you start getting right. you yeah. get tight. You know, golf is such a tough game for perfectionists. They they need to to back off a little bit and go, look, man, I'm just going to hit it right there, and mm-hmm. and that's it. And then when they hit it right there, they just move on and go to the next one. And they go, hey, guess what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it over there now, and not worry so much about five feet here, ten feet there. You know, I nah. get some of my players that I work with, and and next thing you know, John, you you'd mentioned it earlier. Some of these course designers design things so that they're intimidating. But yeah. wait. Time out. You're saying that because you're intimidated. I walk on the same golf course and I look at all the entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I look at it. Over, I look at it this way. I can't go left. I can't go right. I may as well go down the middle. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Out of bounds on the left. Water on the right. Well, what the heck, man? I'm only left with the middle. Let me. You know. <laughs> to me, that's just common sense and you know, and strategic. <laughs> no, man. Use your driver. Stripe it. I don't think so. <laughs> You know, that, that's one of the, the hardest things for an amateur to, to uh, really get in their head. Okay, so you hit your driver, and you hit it badly, and you're, you know, you're in jail or you're in the rough or whatever. Instead of trying to come up with a miraculous shot that you don't have in your bag, no matter how hard you look, just punch it out. Get to some place yeah. that you can handle and move on from there. Have you ever seen somebody try to hit a ball that's down in the grass and use a three wood to try to get it on from 210 feet, uh, yards? Yes, I have. And they I just crack up when I see that, man. Yeah, you need you <laughs> yeah. need somebody to be there and just say, "Listen, as a friend, I'm telling you, don't do this." <laughs> yeah, just don't do this. <laughs> I have a well, not if there's a skin on the line, or not if there's a bet on the line, and say, "Yeah, man, that's a good shot." <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, man! <laughs> yeah, I have hit a that, man. To ask my students in that in that situation, uh-huh. and and they pull out that three wood, and they're in the heavy rough, and they're two ten left to go, and I'm like, "Do you really think that that's going to get on the green?" <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, well, no, I'm going to knock it up there, though. I'm like, so you're saying that you're not going to knock it up there now on this one. So which two shots do you want? Because <laughs> this doesn't seem like one of the ones that I would want if it's going to take me two shots. Uh, for real but let me let me i gotta tell you guys a story with one of my golfers she's a, a collegiate golfer female she hit a drive and it didn't land in the fairway but she could advance the ball to the green she was close enough to get it out and it wasn't even a bomb and gouge it just didn't land where and she was in the second cut so she's upset with herself when we walk up to the ball because it didn't land i said look what are we playing for our performance goal was greens and regulation that's number one so uh, the ball's not in the fairway. It's over here in the rough. Can you get it on the green? Yes. Then it was a it was a good shot. Just no, it wasn't. It was a good shot. Yeah. I said, can you get your, yes, you can get your green. So it was a good shot. Well, remember what Tiger said? He was quoting, I think it was Bobby Jones. With the full swing, he might hit two perfect shots in a round of golf. 
Just two. And at the time, Tiger was in his prime. And I'm thinking if the best player in the world can hit two perfect shots in a round of golf, who am I to complain when I don't get any? (laughs) (laughs) Who am I to complain when I don't get any? Hey, I only hit two two fewer than Tiger. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Tiger's two strokes better than you are? That's great. (laughs) Talk to Gary Sales, man. I wish we had, like, we're going to have to do a whole show with the doc, man. Because it's, <laughs> it's just so much fun to have him on, and the time goes so fast, but it already has. And we appreciate you spending some time with us here, man. Now go uh, go back to teaching uh, teaching kids who are actually paying tuition. Okay? <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on. I love you guys, man. I love your show. Appreciate it. Dr. Gary Sales. All right, now. Hang right. with us. We will, be, we will be right back. Don't you move. This past Sunday, my buddy Kevin and I were playing golf, and he was playing his first ever round using a cut golf golf ball. He was using the Cut Golf Black, which is a model name, not a color. It's a white ball, urethane cover, four-piece construction, tour quality compared to all the ones that you pay 50 bucks a dozen for. You're going to pay $19.99 a dozen for these. They're going to get a lot of distance off the tee. You're going to get a whole lot of control around the greens, just as you would expect in a $50 golf ball, but this one you're only going to pay 20 bucks a dozen for. Well, Kevin got his first ever race. Let's see, his first ever round with a cut golf golf ball and his first ever ace. Coincidence? Hmm, I'll leave that up to you to decide. I can get you a deal, however. $19.99 a dozen for tour quality golf balls that are absolutely wonderful if you just go to cutgolfco.com. That's cutgolfco.com. Use a code WEEKENDGOLFGUYS when you check out and you'll get 10% off. And welcome back. We are those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith up at the Plain and Simple Golf School in Columbus. And we are very pleased to welcome uh, a guest to those weekend golf guys. You know, when you think of great golf instructors in the world, two names pop into your head. One, of course, being Jeff Smith. If you listen to us, that better be one that pops into your head. And the other, of course, being David Ledbetter. And we are very pleased to have David Ledbetter with us here on the air. David, uh, thanks for spending some time with those weekend golf guys this weekend. How you doing, man? I'm very well, and thank you very much for having me on the show, guys. Hey, you're quite Appreciate welcome. It. And you can tell by his accent that he lives in South Florida. So. <laughs> very South, yeah, very South. <laughs> People ask me where I'm from. I'm, I'm very, very east of Florida. <laughs> very east. <laughs> now, I, I want to ask one thing right off the bat, okay? Ernie Ells is a former student of yours. Mm-hmm. Now, is that easy swing of his, is that pure talent, or is that something you can teach me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's God-given. Okay. With you, you know, uh, All right, well, Ernie, cross that off the list then. All yeah, right. you know, I mean, just, I started coaching Ernie when he was 19, and, uh, you know, he already had that. Technically, we changed some things, but he, he always had that beautiful rhythm. And he had that, actually, I remember seeing pictures of him uh, or film of him when he was actually serving in tennis. So it was just part of his makeup, really, mm. you know, that, that fluidity, sort of like a Roger Federer. I suppose if he played golf, he'd probably have the same look, you know. That's so frustrating. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can't buy that stuff. <laughs> can't you can't know? buy it. No. <laughs> I've been no, saving up, man. Now what am I going to do? <laughs> here's a guy who's, whose shoulders are so broad. You know, and, and David, you've certainly seen him up close and personal, and as have I. His shoulders are so broad that when he wears a horizontal striped shirt and he makes that massive shoulder turn that he makes, it looks like an airplane taking off. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's he's unbelievable. Got, he's got, he's got a, an unbelievable but, sort yeah. of uh, 
span, if you will, if you want to call it that. I mean, it's just yeah, you know, it's amazing how he how he's able to wind up, and uh, and I think you see that in a lot of great ball strikers through the years. You know, Greg Norman comes to mind, obviously, you know, with very wide shoulders and. Uh, Faldo, the same thing. Nick Price, the same. And so, uh, yeah, it, it certainly helps. You know, that just gets the old upper body coiling and winding. And, uh, I mean, Ernie does it. I mean, he's, that's the epitome of his golf swing is that beautiful coil and wind up on his yeah. backswing. And one, one more thing we'd like to do before we get really into it is on behalf of the male population of the world, I'm not sure if you're responsible for, for uh, developing Michelle Wee's putting stance, <laughs> but we do thank you. Whether oh, you're right. dead Thank or not. You. Yeah, okay. we, yeah we, better, we better not talk too much about that subject. But yeah, absolutely. I have to tell you that that is not something that I suggested to her. Because, uh, uh, I mean, if anybody likes to try that, you better make sure you have your chiropractor's number handy. Oh, definitely. Sure. Definitely. <laughs> how, how difficult is it to, uh, to get a guy like Nick Faldo or Nick Price or any of the guys who've gone on to be you know, superstars in the golf business and, and change what they're doing? Well, I mean, every case is different, and it, it, it's, it, it is amazing. I mean, look, you, you, you get some players. I mean, with a, with a Nick Faldo, we changed a lot. Uh, Nick Price, we didn't change that much. We, you know, it's subtle changes, shall we say, and it's all about understanding the swing and uh, each player understanding their own swing, I should say, and, and uh, it, it's, it's, I think as a teacher, you have to be very instinctive. I mean, you know, if you look at, say, Butch Harmon, I mean, you know, Butch is a great teacher. And, but a lot of the players he teaches really haven't changed their swings that much. If you look at, I mean, Phil Mickelson, I mean, I, I defy anybody to say, hey, there's a lot of changes in his swings since he started working with Butch. But what he does do, you know, he works on the things that they know that work and they keep working on it. So I think people sometimes get a, uh, uh, an idea that a teacher is going to change everything completely, and that's not the case. And uh, in fact, the less you change, obviously, the better, because if you've grown up with something, you really pretty much want to stick at it uh, if you can, if it's working, and just enhance it. And so, I think that's that's the key to to teaching is really being able to, you know, change as and uh, depending on the individual that you're working with. And so, I say some players, yeah. I mean, Lydia Coase, we we have changed somewhat. Uh, uh, Michelle Wee, uh, no, uh, I mean, just pretty much, you know, she's got some of the traits she had or most of the traits she had when she was 15. So it's, it's you know, it is a, a case of looking at each individual case, I think. Well, you, you are one of the premier golf instructors in, in the world, in history, maybe. I'm, I'm a mere student and, and ask Jeff, not a very good one to begin with. So what I'm going to do is defer and I'm going to let Jeff and you talk about teacher stuff. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> David, I've been I've been a, a teacher for about 20 years and I've learned an awful lot from your teaching, uh not just the DVDs that you've produced, but you have been uh a world-class teacher of teachers. Um there are many influences that you have and you have shared uh your experience with an awful lot of people. So first, thank you very much for for all of that. You're 30 plus years as a teacher. Uh, but some of the things that, that I've learned uh, and that other people have learned, uh, how to use video better. Uh, you are somewhat of a, a pioneer in the use of video and, and doing it well. And uh, how you used it certainly shaped how an awful lot of people taught the game. How do you think that, that when you started to develop using uh, some video, how do you think you changed as a teacher? Well, 
I, yeah, that's a very good question. Thank you very much for those kind words as well. Um, but I, I think that, look, if, if it wasn't me, it would have been somebody else. I mean, video was coming, and we can see what it's uh, led to now with all the, you know, with all the, obviously, technology we have around to, to assist us. And in the end, you know, they are tools after all, even you know, from TrackMan to force plates to you name it. Um, uh, they are tools which actually help in getting the message across. So I think more than anything, um, I mean, golf is a difficult game from the standpoint of what we feel we do and what we actually do, uh, as we know, are two different things. And so I think video, I mean, was really enabled uh, us as teachers to be able to explain it in a much simpler fashion and, and make comparisons and uh, to see improvements. And now, obviously, we can quantify it with, with numbers now with TrackMan. Um, but I, I think it, 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 it enabled not only for me to sort of – because I've always – I've been a very instinctive teacher, and I sort of get a – I'm very visual, and I, I, I get a picture of my mind of how I think a person should swing. And then it, it's a lot easier if you can actually – show somebody uh, exactly where they are and maybe the, the coach or the teacher makes a swing and say, okay, and you match them up. Uh, it, 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 is it, I mean, it does help, obviously, visual people a lot more than, than anything else. I mean, I've had players, actually, who are not particularly visual. They're more kinesthetic. You know, have, they're more feel-oriented, and they actually don't like looking at video. Video sort of distracts them. So you, you have to, once again, even with video, you've got to use it uh, with... I would say discretion, shall we say? And so, uh, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I was—I've been at tournaments through the years um, uh, where a player wanted to look at their swing on video, and I said, "Oh, gosh, darn! You know, battery's flat." You know, I didn't want them to, i didn't want them to see it because you, you know, I mean, I mean, the problem is, as golfers, we're all perfectionists. We all—we all think it's probably better than it actually is, and. Uh, and although you can get somebody to you know, hit the ball quite nicely, in fact, there may still be a little idiosyncrasy in there that they've been working on probably for maybe their whole golfing careers. And yet, uh, you know, players, as I say, it's, 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 a, it's a very fickle game, this instruction. As we all know, as you know, Jeff, I mean, teaching somebody, I mean, it's, it's like you, it's a lot of trial and error. It's, it's not all pure, you know, science. I mean, there's a lot of science, we know. There's a, there's a lot of art and there's a... There's a lot of instinct in in, in teaching, and uh, sometimes you hit on it, and uh, sometimes you don't. And so I think that's why. I mean, today, I mean, unfortunately, everybody tried to pigeonhole everything today. It's not all. I mean, there's all the science around, but as I like to say, look, right. people, people in the old days say, "Hey, listen, what you do before video and all this?" I said, "Well, it was just my instinct." You know, I mean, you know, I, I say, you know, today we can actually. You know, rather than just my uh, opinion that the, the swings were bad and they weren't, <laughs> they weren't, they they needed improvement. Now we can actually prove it. You know, that's the difference. You know? right. so, <laughs> and so it's a case of how you get the message across. And video, obviously, is a, is a tremendously helpful tool, and it certainly was a a big boon in teaching for 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 everybody, really, for all teachers. I I would agree. I have spent an awful long time with a camera, and. I have spent an awful lot of time trying not to show that to the student. Um, I, I've found that many students, they get, as you mentioned, they get distracted. Uh, some people get obsessed by a certain thing, mm -hmm. and some people get distracted by other things. Um, you know, there's examples of, you know, if you use with a, with a beginner, and sometimes you don't know who they are as a person yet, 
Um, and they may feel like, boy, I, I look a little heavier than I thought I should look. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the common things. Yes, I remember. <laughs> yeah. The camera adds 10 was, pounds, uh, guys. A very, funny, a very funny story. I had a, I had a, a couple, um, and they were an elderly couple, and um, uh, the lady was a little overweight. And, um, you know, we, we put them on video there. And she berated her husband for about the whole lesson. Why she, why, why actually he let her wear stripes when she knew, <laughs> when he knew she was going to be on film. <laughs> David, David Ledbetter is our guest here on those weekend golf guys. And, and you have a new book out called The A Swing. And, and Jeff used to tell me that I have an A Swing. The A stood for awful. I have an idea that that's not what it stands for in, in, in your new book. But we are going to come right back if you'll hang with us through the break here and we will discuss in detail The A Swing and all of its ramifications. David Ledbetter's new book available now. And uh, you need to hang out with us right here on those Weekend Golf Guys, powered by Golf Talk America. Don't move. You know, I should be in Phoenix right now for the Waste Management Greater Phoenix Open. Yeah, my favorite golf tournament of all time. But I am stuck, alas, here in the Midwest under the dome, the frozen dome of a uh, Arctic air blast. But I am going to go. I'm going to go soon. This is a great reason to get the trip together and get the family together and maybe take my grandson out for some spring training. You know, they do spring training in Phoenix. There are 10 stadiums, 15 Major League Baseball teams, and 75-degree temperatures during spring training in Phoenix. Yeah, it's, it's about 15 below where I am right now. 75 feels absolutely wonderful. And all of those 10 stadiums are within a 50-mile radius of Greater Phoenix. And, you know, spring training is laid back. If you're a baseball fan, it's great because you can get up close and personal with the players. You can get autographs before the game. And there's so much else to do, too. Craft beer, if you're into that. Four Peaks, Angels Trumpet, Ale House, Goldwater Brewing Company are all in Phoenix. Lots of uh, good local and national uh, artists are performing. And, of course, there's the Grand Canyon. There's Monument Valley. There's Horseshoe Bend. There's Tucson. Uh, believe even the Painter Desert. Petrified Forest. All that kind of stuff is all around the state of Arizona, and it's going to be absolutely gorgeous in spring training. The Cactus League spring training, 10 stadiums, 15 major league baseball teams, but the probably the operative consideration for most of us right now, 75-degree temperatures. Let me tell you what you want to do. Find out the exact dates and plan your trip. You can go to visitarizona.com slash springtraining. That's visitarizona.com slash springtraining. Visitarizona.com slash springtraining. That's visitarizona.com slash springtraining. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. 
Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. And welcome back, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton, Jeff Smith, and uh, hanging with us through the break. Hope you did because David Ledbetter did too. And he's got a brand new book called The A-Swing. And, and one of the segments of the book I, I read there, uh, David, was about a seven-minute practice session. And I said to myself, you know, I think I could probably handle that. Because for, for most of us in, in my position, which is a purely recreational amateur golfer, the whole practice idea is it's time we don't have. We have to choose, are we going to practice golf or play golf? So seven That's minutes and doing it, you know, in my living room or my backyard or on the deck or whatever, that is something that doesn't intimidate me and doesn't turn me off. So thank you for putting it out that way. But once again, I defer to our teacher in residence, Mr. Jeff Smith, who understands the whole teaching aspect of this thing. You know, as as we... As we look into this, um, in, the, in this alternative swing, it works for everybody. David, correct me if I'm wrong, um, you're not picking out a, a certain body type and that fits it, and really that's all. You're, you're saying, hey, look, this is going to work for an awful lot of folks here. Yeah, well, that's absolutely right. But let me say, you know, from the outset here, look, it, it's really, I've never liked to be termed a method teacher. This is really an approach. It's an organic approach. Uh, the, the key really, you know, A stands for alternative, and it, it's, it's the alternative backswing more than anything else. I think, you know, as teachers, physiologists, uh, trainers, we all, we all know sort of pretty much how the swing works these days. I mean, from how energy transfers from lower body to upper body, the arms, the hands, the club. But I think one of the, the most difficult things, I think, for players of all levels, for that matter, is the backswing. I mean, I just think people work so hard for so many years trying to get a backswing, trying to get the club in position in order to make some sort of decent downswing. And so the essence of the, of the A-swing really is to get a simpler backswing where we, whereby you can get in position to come down in a more synchronized manner. Because the whole essence of the A-swing essentially is that how you sync sync up your arms and your body. To me, that's the key for consistency. Everybody's looking for consistency. So if you simplify the backswing, and it's, it's what we call a minimalistic backswing. In other words, there's, there's less movement. Let's, let's, let's take Usain Bolt. Okay, He's in the news at the moment. Okay, Now, right. listen, if he's, if he's zigzagged all over the track okay he wouldn't he wouldn't be you know he wouldn't be having the times that he does okay he'd be running 150 meters most people okay if, if you consider the backswing 100 meters long most people do travel about 150 meters to get there okay that's the best example i can give so this is a much simpler way of getting the club to the top uh, so it synchronizes the arms and the body and ultimately it allows the body to work better on the downswing and gets the club into the right position coming down the, you know the there's a baseball component you, you know, if you look, at, you look at a batter in baseball, the bat's sort of somewhere up in the sky. They're waiting for the pitch. Okay, so it's almost, say, say it's, say it's at 12 o'clock. As they move their lower body, the bat then flattens and shallows out onto the plane that the pitch is coming on. And that, is in, a, in essence, is really what we're saying with the A-swing. I've always believed in having a more vertical backswing to have a shallower downswing. And so, yes, it does work with a lot of different body types. Some players can't get it as steep. And we, we, I, li- I liken it to, you know, I'm a, being from England originally, I like Indian food. And so but when you order Indian food, okay, it's, there's a... There's a there's different degrees of heat or spiciness, shall we say. You get the, you get the right. mild, you get the medium, you get the hot, you get the extremely hot. Now, if you follow the model exactly for this A-swing, it would be the extremely hot version. But even if you have the mild version, if you can simplify this backswing, we've uh, suggested a slightly different grip from what from 
the traditional approach to uh, how the group should be undertaken. And it, it essentially, it, there's no rotation of the club face going back. To me, so many amateurs, as they roll the club back, somehow they're going to roll the club back down again. So it eliminates that aspect of the swing. We've really tried to sort of simplify things. And, you know, so many players have displayed traits of this A-swing through the years. One of my favorite swingers of all time, probably the most accurate hitter in the history of the game, was Calvin Peet. Now, if you look at his golf swing, it looked a little strange, a little home, homemade, shall we say. I mean, he had a bent left arm because he broke his arm when he was a kid. But if you look at, the, if you look what the club does, the club head never gets behind his hands. It always stays in front of his hands. And as he changes direction, the club shallowed down. And my goodness me, did he not get the club in a good position from halfway down through to after impact. I mean, he, you know, he, he really was no did. doubt the straightest hitter, I would say, in the history of the game. I mean, he led the driving statistics, fairways hit for 10 years in a row, averaging over 80% every year. I mean, it was just incredible. So, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, if you look at young Lydia Ko, she displays great traits of this A-swing and People are interested. I mean, it's a lot easier when you see it on video, and I say it's been out a couple of months, but the book has been really well-received up to this point. I mean, we've had amazing comments. you just got to go on Amazon.com and have a, and check it out, some of the reviews. Um, and people say, hey, this is natural. This has been a lifesaver. I mean, I do a radio show myself. Uh, obviously not up to your, you guys' standards, but I do uh, on serious radio. I have one at 9 o'clock called Ledbetter's Locker Room. And well, um, we get people radio. calling in about the A-swing, and I had this one fellow saying, you saved my marriage because my wife started playing better and you know she was going to quit the game and i didn't want you know (laughs) but uh, yeah that was just a sidebar but i mean it it, and along you know we mentioned you know mentioned uh john the seven minute practice plan well the problem is that most people do not have a lot of time to practice and and listen if you want to get better you've got to do a little bit of work and so there's a little six little swing exercises and, and we provide even a short club if you know, if, you, if you're worried about damaging your, you know, your fancy artwork or chandelier, there's a little short club you can practice with. You don't have to hit a ball. And there's six little swing exercises, which take about seven minutes to actually complete the whole program. It just develops a sort of feel or a muscle memory, if you will, uh, whereby when you can go out, when you go out and play, and this is the ultimate, isn't it? When you go out and play, you're not really thinking about your technique. You're just thinking about hitting shots. And, and, and this, in the end, this A-swing does help to produce a draw, and which is obviously the curse of... 90% of the world's golfers, the fact that they're steep, over-the-top, swinging from the outside. And this does get the club shallowing, and that's, that's the key. It gets the club on the right plane coming down with the arms and body more in sync. So in a nutshell, that's it. <laughs> so. Over the years, you've created an awful lot of really terrific and specific training aids. But yet this one, you've got something called the boomerang. That <laughs> is really nice. It, it sits it, underneath your right arm. Yeah, it's on the way back, and it keeps your arm in. Yeah, I I got where I got the idea from. You know, obviously, a lot of times when we're trying to keep people connected, shall we say, with with it be the right arm or the left arm, uh, we put a head cover or something. And I actually I used a putter cover, and I was using an Odyssey putter cover, and it had a magnet in it, and uh, and it fell out, and I just put my club head on, picked it up, and that's a good idea. So this is what we we actually made the boomerang. With that in mind, it's got a little magnet in it, so you put it under your arm, and when it does fall out, which it eventually probably will do as you as you follow through, right. you just don't have to bend over; you just put it back under your arm. And lazy ways, you know, lazy way to practice. That's right. You know, and and I would I would be the first one 
to tell you that that might be the first training aid that John would be willing to use <laughs> because That's of it. that magnet. No bending over. Sign me up. It really, it really helps when you fold that right arm with a beer in your hand there, John. You just That's right. That right. It's right under your armpit. It works perfectly. He's, he's been watching. <laughs> he has been watching. Yeah, and if anybody's interested, look, you just go to leadbetteraceswing.com and just check it out. I mean, the testimonials are there, and, uh, you, know, we're, it, you know, I just hope, listen, we know instruction, people have different versions of how it should be done and different opinions and points of view and so on. Look, I just hope that, I mean, we've seen a lot of great results. I've had a lot of teachers come to me and say, wow, this is really easy. I had a fellow come to me and said, you know, I tried this out. He said, I, I was at the Ladies' U.S. Open, and he came up to me. He's one of the teachers, um, one of the golf professors up in the area, up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. He said, I tried it out. He said, I started hitting it so well, and I tried it with a couple of my members. He said, and the word got around. He said, within... He said, my, my, my lesson book is full for the next three months. He said, I just want to thank you. <laughs> That's great. You know? so right. I just hope in some way that this, the A-swing can sort of weave its way into the fabric of golf instruction because it is a, a pretty easy way of swinging the club. And, you know, after all, I mean, look, as we all know, look, if we can, if we can get people playing good golf and hitting the ball solidly, having more fun, they're going to stay in the game. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's the easiest way to keep people playing, okay? Forget mm-hmm. about making holes bigger and all the rest right. of it, you know? I mean, right. just get people hitting the ball better, having more fun, and they'll, they'll come back and play. Exactly. <laughs> and there's, cool. there's usually that one great shot toward the end of a round that makes you come back the next time anyhow, no matter how badly you've played. So yeah, that's true. That's some, true. Something that that can be uh, easily understood and feel more natural and easy to practice, and then uh, to show results when you start actually striking the ball on the course. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. Ledbetteraceswing dot com. You want information? Go to Amazon dot com. It's David Ledbetter's The A Swing. Yeah, it's you in Barnes and Noble, book. and uh, so it's, it's yeah. and the book's done. You know, it's really well. It's 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 got two hundred illustrations in it, and mm-hmm. it's, so it's, it's and you don't so you can just take little pieces. As as a great Harvey Pennick used to say, listen, you don't have to take the whole bottle. Just take one or two pills, and you'll see a difference. <laughs> <laughs> and the good news is, thanks to the generosity of Mister Ledbetter, you can go to our Facebook page at facebook dot com slash golf guys. And uh, sign up to uh, to win maybe a uh, an autographed copy of the A Swing from David Ledbetter. So not only have a great book, but a collector's item to boot. Mister Ledbetter, pleasure to meet you, sir. Um, well, thank you very much, guys. Ledbetter's locker on uh, Sirius XM Radio. You can catch him there, or maybe we'll have him back here if if uh, any Grace us with his presence yet again. We are those weekend golf guys. We do thank you for hanging out with us too. You can catch us anytime. Thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Facebook.com slash golf guys. You can follow us on Twitter at WKND Golf Guys. Download our app so you can listen to us on your schedule, not ours. You can get it for free, whether an Android or an iPhone. We got them both for you. And then we'll be back right here next weekend at this same time. Go out and play some golf. All right. Have a good week. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions and Temple University is one of them. 
This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu.